views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Hi, I'm Sarah Main. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. And guess what? I get to do this fabulous show, uh, Conscious Confidence Radio with Sarah, every month. And this show is, and you'll hear this throughout today, it's, it's about a timeless wisdom. You know, for those of you out there that are familiar with Sarah's work, you're familiar with the fact that each time she shares her wisdom, her experience, and her knowledge, it's through the lens of conscious confidence. Today on Conscious Confidence Radio, one of the things we're going to be looking at, and she is going to be talking about, is the art of living with conscious confidence. Um, and in the journey of doing that, we're going to be looking at what does it mean to live unconsciously by default or even by desperation? I think many of us know what that's like. For those of you out there, Sarah has created a phenomenal coaching program. She helps people look at their lives, understand what's possible. And then through this beautiful, beautiful knowledge and wisdom talks with and empowers the power of transformation. So everybody, let's get ready and let's look into the lens and through the lens of conscious confidence. Sarah, thanks for today. So this is, you know, talking about the art of living with conscious confidence. I know we're starting out by looking at living unconsciously by default and desperation. I don't know about you, but I've got a little experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all do. I mean, I had the benefit of a lot of wisdom and personal development and meditation, Sanskrit, the whole lot. But in the end, that's all the information. But to actually apply it and live it and do it is another matter. And to do it authentically is another matter. Um, and to address, I mean, I, I talk about this default and desperation because if we strip away some of the layers, it feels like that. You feel frustrated sometimes. You feel a bit desperate that time's ticking away, you know, and, and you feel like there's something you want to give expression to within yourself, a slight sense of lack of purpose, a lack of direction. You're just busy running around with the sort of daily business of life, especially if you've got kids these days. It's just busy from the moment they their eyes open in the morning to when they go to bed. Um 
technology has a, a bearing on the, the level of busyness that we have, the internal busyness and the external way we live our lives. And it seems to lead to this, it's like, you know, it can be quiet and under the surface or it can be more obvious, this just slight sense of desperation or just default living, mm. um, you know, where we just do all the stuff we have to do every day and we don't actually stop, take stock, get connected with ourselves, decide what we want to do. And that's even in the, um, within the, the sort of realm of having a family. You can do all of that. You can have a meaningful, fulfilling life and still have a family. It just takes a little bit of effort and certainly some knowledge. You know, we're so wound up in the wound up of things. You know, yeah. I, I mean, remember it used to be a time when people would refer to the fact that, you know, we're so busy. I don't know what decade this was, by the way, but it was a bunch of decades ago. And they would refer to us as winding ourselves up like a toy or a top. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's what it looked like then, then how do you describe what the pace is now in the world? Look, it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know that I have a word for it, really. When I was teaching, I found this very interesting. My experience as a child growing up, um, was that things took ages. You know, a school term, you started the school term, it seemed to be a lifetime before the school holidays came. Um, and then the, the holidays went on for a period of time and then just another lifetime and then the school holidays again. You know, everything took ages. The, 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 the 12 months from one birthday to the next seemed like forever, but eventually mm -hmm. your birthday came miraculously or Christmas or something. When I was teaching, after a certain point, a young boy, um, I, this was some decades ago, he looked up one day and said, gee, hasn't this term gone quickly? Hasn't this year gone quickly? And then all the children started talking about how quickly everything was going, This how this week had just flown by. And these children were young. They were under 10 years old. And I thought to myself, wow, because I'd noticed things had accelerated and I thought, oh, well, that's just because I'm an adult. But they started commenting on it and I thought something has changed yeah. that children, young children, are noticing it. Yeah. And I want to ask you about this, Sarah, because do you find that, you know, we're talking about a timeless wisdom. And I'm really curious about, you know, when we look at conscious confidence, what happens in the, in the experience of a day, a year, a, de a decade? What happens to us when we're so caught up in the moment of this thing to the next thing? How does any of us get to figure out that there is even such a thing as a meaning or a purpose? We're so in the busy of doing. And if we don't have time to sit down and have a meal with our family, do you find that this is an acceleration, or has it always been like that and we're just adjusting differently? There's been an acceleration and there has been an adjustment. Um, I think without stopping and addressing the situation and making a conscious decision not to live like that, and I know people and families that have done that and completely changed their lives, mm -hmm. uh, where they will stop and they will insist that the family has a meal together every night. And that's right with young children, with teenagers. They've just, they've just 
made that decision and got their working arrangements, everything happening. And if they haven't been able to do it every night, it's been a few nights a week or at least once a week, mm. something where, the, where you actually stop from all this incessant busying, busyness and busying ourselves. Um, but when it first started, I mean, I don't think most of us didn't notice how busy we were getting. It was just, it was unconscious. Yeah. And we'll come back to that point in a minute. Yeah. Um, we, you just come to get used to it. You, you become a bit numb to the feeling of the pressure. Until now, you, you only need to look. There's meditation classes everywhere. There's yoga is booming, um, mindfulness. You can get an app. You know, you, you can't deny the basic needs of a human being. And it's not natural to just be at this insane pace the whole mm -hmm. time. And it's coming from an inner state. It's not, it appears like it's physical, but it's actually coming from an inner state, this intense activity at an inner level. And the fact that most of the time we're unaware of it and we're just living by default and therefore it becomes very desperate and we live by desperation. Mm. It's a form, um, I mean, in the, in the wisdom traditions, even Shakespeare, it refers to it as a form of sleep. We're actually asleep. We're unaware that we're doing this most of the time. And the pain of it, the desperation and the pain and the discomfort needs to get to a certain point where it will actually wake us up and we stop and make a decision to make a change. Yeah. And that really leads to talking about, you know, a little bit further external standards of and influence, you know, yeah. the external environment. I mean, you know, we were, were laughing a little bit, but not so much about it used to be, you know, you live in a country and there's information you gather, whether it's television news or otherwise, we are not in that arena. We are bombarded with external influence more than you can imagine. I mean, yeah. I tried to figure out how Sarah, over the weekend, just for a day, how to turn off all the notifications I get on my smartphone. And I could not figure out how to turn them all off because I've become unaware. They go off all the time. Even if I put them on vibration, they're still going off. And I yeah. want to turn, finally, I turned the phone off. I just turned the yeah. phone off. Um, yeah. But I became acutely aware of the external nature of things. Uh, in a way I had not before. Can you talk a little bit about this external others comparison, competition, and the level of fear that bombards us through all that, maybe, yeah? Yeah. I mean, our lives, it's, it's like we sort of turned ourselves inside out and we are so externalized in our uh, um, level of consciousness and living day to day. Um and oddly enough, we're so externalised and yet in a lot of cases completely disconnected um, because the connection needs to start from within. So this, it is it's like every, every sense is out on stalks in some way, right at the edge. And so there's very little connection with what's going on within and very little awareness. So the, the general level of awareness, self-awareness has mm -hmm. dropped because we're so externalised and therefore we see someone we know or someone on the street um, and we're immediately comparing and rating ourselves and it's happening in a flash the whole time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and therefore, we're forming judgments about ourselves based on, on these external impressions that are coming in all the time. And we're either judging, you know, how someone's driving or what someone said or what they're wearing. Or, and we're, you know, there's a, a, le a level of criticism of them and also judgment of ourselves in one form or another. And this is just going on at a low level, sometimes more intense. It sort of it ramps up in intensity so we come a, become a little bit more aware of it. Otherwise, it's just happening at a low level all the time. It's 100% negative in nature. Mm. So we've got to understand that there's this constant stream of negative energy that unless we be, become aware of it, that is actually what's flowing through our system, our mental, mental and therefore physical system. Um, and we're living by these sort of un, uh, baseless judgments of some some just impression that we've taken in. And this is look, it's no judgment of anyone. This is this is actually the status quo for a lot of people a lot of the time. And you know, I just have the benefit, the blessing of some wisdom of it, and I'm sure other people do as well. And you do. It's a constant daily, moment-by-moment moment opportunity to be more self-aware yeah. and therefore not pulled around by these this sort of stream of negative energy of judgments and, and mm -hmm. external impressions. Yeah, and, and it's a sense of getting more control of your life and of yourself. I want to ask you about this, and let's go ahead and skip the break because there's a piece to this that I know you're going to talk about, and it's a very important one. Um, it's the piece about not enough, not mm -hmm. good enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough, not heavy enough, yeah. not not blonde enough, not brunette enough, not yeah. enough children, not enough cars, not and it goes on. Um, and it's exponentially highlighted depending upon where you live and you know what your culture is about. But I want to ask you this. I want to ask you about the timeless wisdom traditions of Sanskrit for a moment and what they let us know we can be because that's what conscious confidence, that's what your coaching is about. That's what you're doing with youth and young people. That's what yeah. you're doing with people of all ages. It's helping us get back get this confidence, right? Like as children, we're born and we start flailing around because nobody says to us, no, don't do it. And yeah. we lose it. So can you talk for a minute about these traditions of Sanskrit that remind us the truth of who we are here, especially around this enough thing? Yeah, I, yes, definitely. The wisdom traditions are absolutely clear that you are universal complete they actually say you're pure perfect and complete just hear that for a minute you're pure perfect and complete as you are right now so just take that in and the sanskrit i'm going to give you i'm going to chant to you at the end of the session is exactly this piece so all the wisdom traditions are all saying this that's the truth of yourself, myself, yourself, ourselves. So then this sense of not enough, not pretty enough, not smart enough, not qualified enough, not thin enough, not, I don't know, enough. My, mine enough. was not smart enough. Not that smart was mine. Enough. 
Mine was yeah, absolutely I had that one too. not smart. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I had that one too. And Seriously. all the ones that go with it, not qualified enough. Not yeah. Enough. But the thing is the not enough is actually coming from a desire for more. Because if you want more, then you don't have enough. Mm. And the reason you want more is because you're not actually connected. You've gone to sleep at the wheel of connecting with the fact that you are pure, perfect and complete. There is abundance of yourself right now. And that is the abundance of wisdom is available right now. The abundance of wealth is available right now. The abundance of knowledge is available right now. The abundance of love and happiness and peace is available right now. It's here now. So that takes a different sort of practice, a different sort of wisdom. And that's what conscious confidence is about because I had the blessing of being taught this from a young age. I grew up with this. Wow. I was just blessed. And to every day now I pinch myself. The older I get, the more acutely aware of the blessing that was showered on me. Mm. I had it this from my parents and also good teachers. As I was growing up and I went to normal schools, high schools, uni university, the whole lot, you know, nothing special, I can tell you. But I had this wisdom, unbelievable wisdom, and it, I'm becoming more aware of the power and potency of this, that you are pure, perfect and complete. That is what the wisdom traditions are about. That's why they're there, to keep us connected and reminded. And well, it's that timeless wisdom. Well, you know, can you, t this is the thing that I would love for you to talk about because you nailed it, boy. And, you know, here we are. And if we could just hold on to that. But one of the things I want to get back to something you said, because I know you have a story to share about this, conscious confidence and the source of confidence, you know, you have a way that you talk about it that is all about the self, right? And self-awareness, self-acceptance and self-understanding. And I would love for you to talk about that because you see those three things there. If we could at least learn a process to tap into them, right? Not completely like do it all. But if we could be aware every day that, wait a minute, am I self-aware right now? Am I, am, I, am, am I getting that right now? Wait a minute, am I feeling okay about myself? Or did I just make a negative comment in the mirror as I looked at myself right there? Or wait a minute, do I actually understand the way that I reacted to that news flash? And these things, these three things are so beautifully interwoven. I would love for you to just talk about the energy of them because they are at the core, aren't they, of what you teach? Uh, yeah. It, it starts with if we are pure, perfect, and complete, then there is nothing to construct. We don't have to construct a better self. We really just have to let go of, release, surrender, the things that are covering that and giving us this feeling and impression that we're not enough, that we want more, that we need to be more this, we need to be more that, that we're not enough, this judgment. So to do that, we need to become self-aware. 
And in the fullness of awareness, then it becomes clear these things that pass in front of our magnificence like clouds passing in front of the sun. The sun's always here. The clouds just pass in front and cast a shadow and block the light, the intensity of the light. But those clouds can pass on. These thoughts and feelings will arise. It's the nature of them. They're in the mind. And the nature of the mind is to think. The Sanskrit will tell you that. You get the word manas, which is one of the words in Sanskrit for mind. The manas comes from the root man to think. It's the nature of the mind to think. It's like the nature of an oven to heat up and cook things. You can put a shoe in and it'll cook that. You can put a cake in, it'll cook that. It doesn't discriminate. Say, hang on a minute, that's a shoe. I won't cook that. <laughs> it cooks, you know. <laughs> if you want to make a dress, you don't turn the oven on. You get your sewing machine out. Because you know? the nature of a sewing machine is to, sh is to sew, not to cook. You see what yeah. I'm saying? The mind is an instrument and it's a magnificent instrument. But if we forget ourselves, we start thinking the mind is us and the mind is ruling. So all these thoughts are ruling. But that's just because we've gone to sleep and forgotten who we are. And the Sanskrit and the wisdom traditions have just been saying and saying and saying forever and ever timelessly reminding us of who we are mm -hmm. and the conscious competence program is just coming back to these basics and it, it does come back to raising the self-awareness um, and getting connected with ourselves and that is number one and then we can see this passing parade of uh, largely negative energy and just not attach to it, not associate that with ourselves. Um, and, you know, you can start with this very simply. And then the mind can operate quite naturally. And it's a very effective instrument. Yeah, but it, it needn't rule our lives. Well, and we're going to talk about this more when we come back because, you know, every day in our lives there are opportunities and stories and there are things that occur and, you know, I once studied with my um, uh, woman who was my mentor before she passed away, who used to tell me that every moment that I'm aware of something is a, a moment for my self-growth. And I looked at her one day and I said, Sedonia, you've got to be kidding. What do you mean every moment? That's impossible. Do you know how many minutes there are in a day? I totally missed the point, by the way, because um, I was doing the math. I started to calculate the math. Wait a minute, yeah. 60 minutes in an hour, right? And all she did was just sit there and laugh. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, what happens when we become aware and what happens when we're given an opportunity to look at possibilities. And in the realm of possibilities, as we're doing that, what happens to the idea of living intentionally? Intentionally. Mm -hmm. The idea of being that part of self-aware that we live intentionally. And what, Sarah, I know you're going to talk about as well is fear. Wait, fear, intentionality. Well, am I intentionally avoiding fear or am I intentionally living with courage. 
Let's take a short break and we come back. It's probably not either one of those. Sarah Main, this is uh, Conscious Confidence Radio. When we come back, lots of information, but please find out more about Sarah, the coaching program at ConsciousConfidence.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the FUSE program, what it is, why it is, and what this timeless wisdom can do to change, transform our lives, not a hundred years from now, but timelessly now. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Could you swim with sharks? Is fear holding you back from living your life? The time is now to jump in and be courageous. Shelly Ryan has created a retreat to help you move past your fears with confidence. Join her June 30th through July 7th in Mexico. Have some fun, relax. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to be courageous with a whale and shark adventure. For more information, visit yournextchaptercoaching.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Conscious Confidence Radio. Sarah Main is the host. And by the way, she is the genius behind creating Conscious Confidence. And this is about a timeless wisdom, a timeless wisdom that you can use in your everyday life today. It doesn't matter what job you think you have, or maybe you're not working in a job, maybe you're raising a family, that's a job. But this is about understanding what it means to really live in the expansive nature of possibility. Um, Sarah, now, before we jump back in here and, and talk about what does this mean, especially about living intentionally, um, you have a giveaway. Let's talk about the giveaway for a minute. You've created a quick reference guide. Can you talk about that? Yeah. The, the reference guide is really around information to align body, mind, heart, and spirit. It's based on the wisdom that a person, a human being, has four bodies to them, a a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. So 
the physical, the mental, the emotional and the spiritual. And if you treat them or consider them or think about them as bodies rather than aspects, just like the physical body, each of those bodies needs food and exercise, ideally every day, but certainly regularly. Uh, and it makes it very clear how to stay in alignment. This is not a vague thing. In order to actually be connected with ourselves and live a balanced, measured life, we need to actually be in alignment. And that is a struggle these days. It's, it's not easy the way society is set up. So the, the body, mind, heart and spirit, understanding food for a food and exercise for the body, food and exercise for the mind, food and exercise for the heart, the emotions, and food and exercise for the spirit. We don't normally think like that. I taught at a school. Our curriculum and our daily programs were based on this, and the children were happy and satisfied. So it does work. We were. I was at this at a school for 30 years, so I mm. know it works. Mm. So I've created this quick reference guide there's some basic information at the at the front and then there's a table of information and you can look at what's food for the body, what's food for the heart, what's food for the spirit, what's food for the mind and what sort of exercise you need to actually engage in. It sounds a bit mechanical but it isn't. It's very beautiful and it leads to an alignment of body, mind, heart and spirit which is how we can connect with conscious confidence and have that in our lives. Yeah, I love that you put that together in that way because you're absolutely right. I think that once we know how things connect with each other, how they work with each other, we can look at things if, you, you know, we're really good at following instructions, believe it or not, in this human skin. Uh, but half the time, we don't know that there's a way to get from where we are to where we want to go. And that's what we're talking about now. There is a way. There is a way to get from wherever you are right now whatever you're doing, whatever there is in lack of purpose, identity, whatever that is, there's a way to get from there. And that has to do with living intentionally, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, it's that connection with yourself and waking up and that des natural desire to live with purpose, with intention, with meaning. Um, and the FUSE program I've put together is based on, on exactly that where we firstly decide what our core values are and that is at the heart of it. That is what is important to us at, in, at the heart of our lives. What is the most important thing? What are the most important values? And these are magnificent universal values. And then from there, it's taking uh, control and choosing consciously our attitude and that needs to be positive. And that is a conscious activity a choice every single day and it, that alone will transform your yeah. life just values and attitude ever, sorted it, if you let that work and really work at that you will be amazed how you can transform your life and then we look at focusing uniting simplifying and energizing and the focusing is crucial because that, that is now learning to pay attention single-pointed steady attention and referencing back to the beginning of the show we were talking about the intensity of today's living yeah this element of focusing is essential 
and you know starting as young as we can or from wherever we are in our life journey actually learning to pay attention so your effort to turn your phone off and stop all the notifications oh. even just putting aside five or ten minutes a day where we turn our phone off actually off and look outside the window or step outside and actually connect with the air with the sun with the moon if it's at night time with the trees with the plants to listen broadly let the sounds come in actually become aware without all the filters through our phones and the distractions and so on and so forth that alone is transformational so single-pointed attention, learning that focus is where the real strength and resilience starts to come in. Then we have uniting, which is uncovering the areas that are divisive within ourselves mm. and then seeking to unite with ourselves and then find the unity with everyone else, find that which is the same in everyone, learning to appreciate everyone, that element of unity. Then there's simplifying, which is letting go of the unnecessary stuff in our lives, uncomplicating things. Leonardo da Vinci said simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication. I yeah, love that. It's I love my that. Quotes. Yeah. It's yeah. so powerful, simplifying things, letting go of the unnecessary things. And then energizing is taking purposeful, energe energetic, dynamic, enthusiastic action that's transformative. So it's a complete program, the FUSE program, and it is about actually living intentionally and not just by default and desperation where you're running around just doing stuff that needs to be done without actually deciding whether it needs to be done. It's the classic working smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things he said really that it just struck me is that, you, you know, when you talk about the FUSE program, you're leading the conversation with focusing. Yeah. And I think that that is the simplicity of the word to focus, camera, mm -hmm. focus, and the reality of how unaware we are about how important that is in the yeah. world we live in today is devastating. Everything, Sarah, from whether or not you're driving your car and you decide to text somebody, I mean, we now know that we're processing so much information. But if we want to live intentionally, how can we do it without focusing? Yeah. You, you can't do anything without focusing. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You, you, yeah. It's been in all the wisdom traditions. But that's what meditation is about. All this mindfulness industry is about. It's, it's actually about everyone getting their attention into the present moment now. Mm -hmm. It sounds bizarre like we have to do that. We're, we're awake enough most of the time not to actually walk into power poles. Right. Or crash our cars. Right. Right. But even just the society we live in with all these sort of regulations and safety regulations and rules and regulations mm -hmm. all of those actually put people to sleep yeah. Uh, yeah you know over time but it it is the way it is now so to stay awake regardless of all of that is the test and it comes back to focusing 
because you, you know you need to actually raise your self awareness mm-hmm. and pay attention enough to actually hear the thoughts that are going through the mind. Do we actually know what the mind's saying most of the time? No, we don't. And most then, if you start to become aware of it, we don't like it because it's not always pretty. So, you know, we have to get past all of that. You have to stay steady enough to connect with yourself. And this is the real self that's pure, perfect and complete. Connect with that and then become aware of this passing parade of negativity that's going through the mind. doesn't always have to be like that, but that's the general default mm-hmm. state these days. Yeah. And, and then start making some intentional conscious decisions. That's not hard. It just requires coming into the present moment. You know, I think about this, this uh, what you're going to talk about next uh, here, about the art of practicing conscious competence. And one of the things that you're doing to help us is you have prepared a quick reference guide, you know, for balancing the whole person. We have to start, you know, with, uh, for me, there, there are a couple ways that I can change a pattern or a behavior of something that I've been doing for a long time. One, I've got to want to change it. And then I like to have a blueprint, even if it's a little blueprint, like, okay, where do I start? You know, it's really interesting, Sarah. I, I, I put a Monopoly board game down to play with a couple of kids, right? Different ages. The older ones would play, but the younger ones are there. And it was interesting to watch the younger ones that never started the game, that never played the game, that didn't know where to start. See, they wanted to start somewhere else and they wanted to start the game, not at the place you're supposed to start. (laughs) You know, they saw the picture of the jail thing and they said, no, we're going to start after that. I mean, look at the wisdom of that. Um, So what is the best way for folks to get the quick reference guide? Because we do want to start to make these changes. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to my website, consciousconfidence.com, there's a download button there and just opt in and download you can put it on your smartphone or print it out stick it on the fridge door and just choose one thing just start with one thing that appeals to you something you like to do it could be some element of emotional food that you feel you're lacking and Mm -hmm. if you look at the list there'll be one thing there's tons in there and they're all simple practical things Choose one thing. You don't have to do the whole lot, just one thing. There's a whole smorgasbord there. And start practicing that. Just do that and then start having uh, become aware of the change already by taking one intentional step towards your own well-being, your own balance, your own alignment. And this is actually the start of the art of practicing conscious confidence. So it's all on my website. Go to my website, consciousconfidence.com, download and just start. One thing will leap out at you when you look at it. Just go with that. Um, When I was teaching, if we had, um, you know, various issues you had to deal with in a classroom, the consultants would always say, pick one thing and just Mm. do that. And it will deal with the whole lot. And at first I thought, sure, yeah, I've got 10 things. I've got behavioural issues. (laughs) I've got academic issues to deal with. I would pick one thing and I tell you it was magical. 
and the, you know the expression a rising tide lifts all boats mm-hmm. it's true it yeah. is absolutely true well i like what you said and i, I would love to uh, have you talk a little bit more about this i'm really struck by practice you and i were joking during the break a little bit about our weekend right um and i i do several things which require practice and certainly you do and yet we're very aware of practicing things that we really are very clear we don't know how to do. Yeah. But we, we don't have the awareness quite yet that we don't know how to live intentionally, yeah. except by the fact that our lives are not turning out the way we want. So can we talk a little bit about the fact that we also have to practice conscious confidence, living intentionally? There's a practice mode for that too. Absolutely. It's a muscle. But, you know, if you look at your life from the the moment we're born, we're practising, certainly from um, 16, uh, when the sort of emotional adult phase starts. I know legally it's 18, but 16. We're practising every moment of the day. We're practising. Whether we know it or not, whether we're conscious of it or not, whether we're intentionally doing it or not, we are practising something. The question is, what Do we want it to be a conscious choice of what we're practicing or something completely unconscious and by default? Mm. But we're getting good at something because we're repeating it every moment of the day. So my suggestion would be let's make it intentional so that the outcome is actually what we want rather than getting something that we didn't want because we didn't know because we are practicing every moment of the day. And for conscious confidence... It takes um, just a little bit of guidance, pick one thing and do a little bit often rather than think, right, I'm going to sit down on Sunday when I've got some free time and I've done all the housework and I don't have to be at work and I'm going to do some conscious confidence. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit often, a little bit every single day. Um, When I was teaching, we'd say five minutes a day is is better than 35 minutes once a week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that and that is so true. But it's a muscle and it requires practice. So the FUSE program has got plenty of practices in it that you can do throughout the day whilst you're doing your other tasks. You can be practising conscious confidence and raising your awareness. Think of the rising tide lifting all boats. It, that's how it works with us and, and consciousness because we are working with consciousness with our self-awareness. Um, so if you go and get the, the, the download, consciouscompetence.com yeah. mm-hmm. and get that freebie giveaway, it's there's a lot of information there that will start you on the way, but you do need to practice because you're practicing something all the time. The question is what? Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, this really refers also to looking at timeless wisdom, you know, looking at what the meaning of timeless wisdom is in the traditions of ancient Sanskrit. Um, And, you know, the world we live in today, there are many of us that couldn't really sit in a place for five seconds, let alone five minutes or 20 minutes or quiet the mind or whatever that looks like. And that Mm. too requires practice. You know, what would you say, do you believe is one of the greatest challenges we have not necessarily in the outer world, but on the inner world. Is just being still. Mm. It's the it 
ultimately is the mm-hmm. simplest thing. It's right under our nose, but it's the one place we don't look is right under our nose because we're outward looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's being able to fall still. Um, that's what I was taught, fall still mm-hmm. and remember who you are. And we were taught to do that before we engaged in any task. Fall still first and remember who you are, then act. Mm-hmm. Very, how, very powerful. How hard, Sarah, do you think it is for people to embrace and accept the idea that we are perfect, whole, and complete? Um, look, ultimately it's simple, but I think there are um, challenges to that these days because of the outward-looking um, the sort of obsession, absorption of sort of outward impressions. And, you know, yeah, we can talk about social media and technology and all of that, but basically the attention is turned outward rather than inward. Yeah. Um, and and also just given proper knowledge, the, the, the wisdom traditions are there and they're just there if you actually want to you know, study them, learn them and actually get proper knowledge. But you need proper knowledge and not just a superficial expression of it. You need to go back to the source knowledge because the source knowledge has the potency. It's the real thing. You know, um, it's the difference between properly ground Mm -hmm. coffee that's made with with proper coffee beans and some cheap instant coffee that you just add water and it dissolves. You know, I I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker, but that's the example that pops into my mind. You know, you you need to get back to the real real knowledge and where it's come from. That's why I was taught Sanskrit. That's why I was taught the knowledge arising from Sanskrit Mm. and the other wisdom traditions, you know, the Plato and, and Ficino and... Shakespeare and all the, the Sanskrit wisdom traditions, um, Buddha and it, you know, these these wisdom traditions are the source knowledge and they have potency and you don't need a lot of it. You don't need to spend 100 years studying Sanskrit and Sanskrit. You just need a little bit and actually hear what it's saying, really hear it. And to do that, you need to be able to pay attention and focus and fall still. It's actually very, very simple. The description we were always given was that the effort that's required is the same effort as resting your head on a pillow in bed at night. So you don't force your head down on the pillow. Yeah. It's actually resting your head on the pillow. But there's an art to that because we're so used to sort of pushing on the outside. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember watching um, a documentary on, um, you know, the the artist, the uh, who is it, Pollock, the artist, who would yeah. lay canvas, yeah, lay canvas down. And, and, you know, there's some people that look at that and think, what if that took him all of five seconds, right? Right. <laughs> And when you read about and you watch his process of some of this, at least what I what I saw about it, it was agonizing at at some points, right? For for him, there was such a level of creativity 
and such a level of of connection to what he was creating, right? Mm. Uh, so our perspectives is one individual would look at that and have a comment uh, about, you, you know, or two-year-old being able to do it, and yet other people would look at it and just see an incredible work of art. And perception is so important in our awareness too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, it's all about perception and the filters that get in the way, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, you know, ultimately, this is utterly simple. And, and look, it has to be said that when we first practice falling still, um, if there is suppressed material within ourselves, which we keep under wraps because of the and use the busyness of life to not address it, as soon as we fall still and that sort of um, activity of suppression through busyness is allowed to subside for a while, that suppressed material will naturally come up. It needn't be there all the time, but it does come up and that needs to be addressed and resolved. It needn't be a big process unless, you know, I mean, some people have, met issues in life that have created um, impressions that do need to be released. But in general, in general terms, you need that awareness and that steadiness and strength to just release all that suppressed material so that you can move freely mm -hmm. and creatively and express your full potential. Yeah. You know, I was really struck by a couple of the things that we were talking about earlier, and I want to get back to them. Um, before we end the show. And that was looking at the idea of asking ourselves questions, mm -hmm. asking ourselves questions about what do I want? What is my goal? You know, what are the things that are important to me? Um, is it important to me to live where I live or is it more important to me to live closer to perhaps a best friend, yeah. right? But these questions don't they help us raise our awareness? You know, really being open to looking at the questions that reside within us, even if we're not really clear about the answers, right? Absolutely. It, it, you know, the, the open-ended questions are part of the key to this um, because they just keep opening the situation up. And not, as you say, it's not about the answers, it's about the question. The open-ended, broad questions really determine the direction of our life. These great questions are right through the wisdom traditions. Um, you know, the, the questions are the things that turn something around. Um, there's a simple story of a, of a teacher who goes to a blackboard and draws a, a line on a board and then turns to her students and says, how do you make that line longer without rubbing the light rubbing the the line out and drawing a longer line or um or changing it in any way how do you make that line uh, shorter how do you sorry how do you shorten that line without changing it or rubbing it out and none of the students had any idea what to do and then one student sort of suddenly got the idea and walked up to the board and drew a longer line next to it hmm. And that immediately made that first line shorter by mm. drawing a longer line. Mm. But it required the teacher posing that question. So the question 
was the important thing. And then the student suddenly got the longer line. Then how do you draw a longer line for yourself? If you feel small and limited, then start asking the questions. How do I draw a longer line for myself? That question alone is drawing a longer line. Wow. Then, and one of the traditional questions in the wisdom traditions is ask yourself what a wise person would do. If you don't know what to do, ask yourself what yeah. would a wise person do in this? A person you love and respect, you know is wise, yeah. man or woman, doesn't matter. What would a wise person do in this moment, in this situation? That question is drawing a longer line. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then act on that. Well, I love being able to present everybody listening today with the questions that we might ask ourselves to really open up a door which might have been very tightly shut. And, you know, thank you for today. I know for those of you out there to find out more about Sarah, to find out more about Conscious Confidence, go to ConsciousConfidence.com. And, you know, every show, you end the show uh, with a beautiful, beautiful uh, recital, so to speak, of uh, ancient Sanskrit. So what do you have for us today? Well, I've got, uh, it's called the perfect prayer. Mm. <laughs> it's the opening to the Isha Upanishad. So this is timeless, timeless wisdom. It's a beautiful little prayer. <clears throat> and the English, tra the English uh, translation is, that is perfect, this is perfect. Perfect comes from perfect. Take perfect from perfect. The remainder is perfect. May peace and peace and peace be everywhere. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in Sanskrit, it goes like this. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya, Purnameva Vashishyate, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Mm. Beautiful. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. And again, Thanks. folks can get the reference guide at your website, uh, consciousconfidence.com. Uh, and, you know, for those of you out there, please Take a look, information about the FUSE program, coaching program with Sarah, uh, past shows we've done together, all of the above. Th Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for thank the art you. of living intentionally. Thank you. Uh, for those of you out there, there was a lot that we talked about today. And if you've missed any part of this, please go back and either watch the video or you can, of course, listen to uh, Sarah's archives right on her show. Today's show, The Art of Living with Conscious Confidence, it's about living intentionally, it's about being aware, and it's so much more. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye, Sarah. Thanks. Bye, Pat. Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.